Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back. My name is Sheldon McLeod, and this is Thinking Out Loud. It's presented to you exclusively here on the Saltwire Network. And as uh, we move through Omicron and more and more people become infected and impacted by this, uh, there's a lot of pressure on uh, hospitals right now trying to keep the numbers of folks who are being admitted low. Uh, and that's what the public health guidelines are all about, is trying to, and I know flatten the curve, uh, people are saying, well, that didn't work. But, but it does make a difference when we take some time to do the things that public health guides us to do. Uh, and one of the things that I noticed this week, there was a lot of pressure on the provincial government, the education department specifically, to delay opening of schools. It was supposed to be next Monday, this coming Monday. Uh, they pushed it by a week. Uh, we spoke a little bit about prioritizing staff, early childhood educators to get their booster shot, just to make it a little safer yet. And the pivot to online learning, and I don't know if you caught the story at saltwire.com, uh, one week of online school learning all about balance and that's according to Nova Scotia's education minister. Uh, her name is Becky Druin. Uh, she actually is my member of the Legislative Assembly. She's my representative, representative uh, talking about making this, bringing this balance forward. And, and I know there's another group of parents that has been very much organized and, uh, well, they've been advocating for a number of things. Uh, Nova Scotia Parents for Public Education. And I noticed yesterday... Um, a comment, a rather lengthy thread from the administrator, one of the people behind this, Stacey Rutterham, talking about things being complicated and difficult. And I think there was a plea for folks to kind of back away from attacking each other. Stacey Rutterham is joining us here today. And Stacey, thank you so much for speaking with me. First of all, your thoughts on the province's decision to delay the reopening of schools by just one week. What did you think when that announcement was made this week? Uh, well, I think that there was a need to, to sort of delay things, but uh, more importantly, I think that uh, along with that delay came the announcement that there were some measures uh, being taken to fix some of the issues that parents and teachers have been talking about actually for almost two years now uh, with regard to schools, um, ventilation, uh, measures that should be in place to help with uh, mitigating spread. Uh, so it, it's a week and it's, and it's not going to be an easy week for a lot of people, but it would be our hope that that week might eliminate um, a lot longer period of, of delay. So mm -hmm. uh, th this group that was formed, uh, Parents for Public Education, you, you've been around for what, almost two years. Oh, we've been around uh, since 2016. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, the reason that you formed, you were involved with forming this group, tell me a little bit about where where this comes from. Well, initially, the group started uh, around the time of the uh, teachers' labor dispute with government. And uh, during that time, we were enlightened, I guess, uh, by teachers about some of the different uh, conditions in classrooms, some of the uh, various concerns that they had about students that weren't getting the resources that they needed who 
needed a lot more support than they were getting. And, and, and the overall classroom conditions, which are learning conditions for students, and it sort of opened our eyes and made us realize that maybe the education system needed a lot more support than it was getting, especially from government. And so we've been trying to you know, raise the bar and raise, raise awareness about issues that, that concern us in our public school systems. A little more than 22,000 people. I saw, and, and you and I spoke about this, that the, the numbers of folks who wanted to become a part of this really exploded when you started posting exposure notifications that were coming home to students. And, and I think, and, and credit to you and this group, uh, I think you forced the hand of government to say, oh, we need to start doing what this parents group is doing and, and start telling everyone uh, what's going on. So congratulations for at least uh, being an advocate and for, for moving government ahead. And I think this government, this current progressive conservative government seems to be receptive to suggestions, times when parents or others say, listen, uh, you're not giving us what we're asking for, and this is a democracy. Uh, and and the, all of this to say, uh, you know, parents have a voice in this. We don't have school boards anymore, not the way we used to. Right. What's your thought on, you know, as we get closer to the reopening of schools, the idea that, you know, parents do have this one way to reach government, but it's, do you think we should return to the elected school boards that we used to have? I, I do think we should have elected school boards. I absolutely believe that some of the decisions that have been made over the last few years would have had a lot more scrutiny, would have had more input from the general uh, population, from the public, from the parents, and even from the students that are impacted by by some of those decisions. So um, I, I'm agreeable to the fact that maybe some changes would have been needed with the way that school boards work. But uh, I do think that that having an elected representative uh, who is accountable to uh, the people that voted them in would make things a lot more um, uh, democratic, <laughs> which which we really feel, even, even if we are having some influence at this point, we really feel that there's a lot of things that aren't being heard by government. So. Mm. I noted to a few of my colleagues that um, when there's the Nova Scotia government briefing, you know, Dr. Strang and the premier or the education minister, health minister, when they speak, and I don't know if you watch those uh, briefings on Facebook or not, but the comments get pretty spicy. Uh, and, and I noticed that you had pretty much put forward, uh, uh, I guess, a bit of an edict, a little bit of a, how, how would you describe what happened when you had to for, point out that people were being rather disrespectful in that Facebook forum, the, the Facebook group, Nova Scotia Parents for Public Education? Uh, well, we have rules in our group uh, that are in place because of past experiences. We've tried over the years to improve on the overall you know, kind of safe space uh, um, forum that we we are to, to make it a place where people can come and talk about their concerns, that they can have an opinion. And it doesn't have to be agreeable with, with our opinion as administrators, but it does have to not be um, abusive or, or disrespectful to other members. Uh, we don't walk in each other's shoes. We don't live each other's lives. And so, you know, when people have a concern or they have a feeling or an idea or an impression, uh, they have a right to voice that without being maligned or attacked or chastised or, or disrespected. And, and, and so sometimes when these decisions come out and they don't suit one side or the other, um, things can get pretty heated and they can, they can get a little bit out of hand. And so 
every once in a while, it takes a, a bit of a message and, and a little bit of cleanup in the, in the group to, to kind of get things back on track again. Hmm. I'm wondering how you're seeing this move or evolve. Um, you know, I noted this week that this has been tough on all of us, that it's, you know, it's grinding us down in, in a lot of ways. It's frustrating. It's tiring. All of this dealing with the pandemic and the uncertainty. What have you seen? How has how has that discord um, evolved in the last little while from your perspective? Uh, well, one thing that's become a lot more uh, front of mind for people over the last week with, with some of the comments that are made by Dr. Strang and uh, the Minister of Education and, and the Premier uh, are about what's going on in our schools that maybe COVID isn't really the only problem in our schools and that COVID may have either exacerbated or shone a bright light on some of those issues. And so uh, there's a lot more discussion over this last while about why it's so important to have the schools open. Our group is very much uh, supportive of in-school learning. We are not looking for schools to be closed. We are looking for schools to open safely. And there have been a lot of opportunities over these last 19 months for government to take action on a number of issues that could make the schools safer and 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 take some of the the strain off of parents with regard to um, kids missing school uh, for longer periods of time. So uh, I think, you know, it's important for, for people to know that um, the schools are providing a lot of services that aren't necessarily education. And that is where the drive comes from to get schools opened in a really big hurry. Um, kids need food sometimes and and that's where they get it is at school sometimes it's the the emotional supports that they get through through programming in the schools um you know the premier mentioned the other day that some kids are cold right now at home and or or dealing with with difficult situations at home and that school is safer for them and and that's a hundred percent uh valid and it's something that we've been talking about and hearing about uh for quite a few years now and so you know, maybe the conversations that we're having right now are helping drive other changes that, that are really necessary and that would benefit the education program because the strain would be taken off the educators if the appropriate parties and, and, and departments were taking responsibility for some of these issues that are, are kind of interfering with the, the ability of a, for a child to, to just simply go to school to learn. Mm. And, and I guess to put a, a cap on this conversation, and you had mentioned that uh, it, it's somewhat surprising that, you know, people have an opinion about this, even people who don't have kids in school. And that is, I, I guess, the sign of this world that we live in now where everyone has a platform, everyone with an opinion can express it, and every one of us can see that. What, what is your thought on, you know, the idea that, you know, yes, uh, we live in a democratic nation, but you know, not everyone is informed and their opinion might not be informed. Well, you know, it's true. Not everybody's opinion is informed. Everybody, uh, you know, a lot of the comments that I've been seeing over the last week have been about teachers just want the time off. Well, teachers aren't getting any time off. They're in school. They've been in school this week. They'll be in school next week when they're providing um, uh, classes to, to, to kids at home. Uh, and even when, when they're not in school providing those classes, they're still providing those classes. They're still marking papers. They're still preparing lesson plans. So teachers are not getting time off because of their, um, 
demands for, for, for more measures in schools. And so it's, it just goes along with a theme that sort of existed for the last number of years that teachers are, um, you know, asking for more and not, and not really providing more. And that's just simply not fair. And it's not true. Uh, one of the things that came up in our conversations yesterday, and, and I, and I did mention it in that post that you pointed out was that, um, teachers are fighting for safe working conditions, but those safe working conditions are also safe learning conditions. Uh, they don't owe us their good health and they don't owe us, uh, you know, the risk of exposure or anything else um, to get our kids back in school. They're fighting to make it a place where everybody's safe and that they will all be able to stay in school. You know, we've seen a lot of measures that worked in the past and a lot of, of things that helped parents uh, feel assured that their child wasn't uh, in any kind of um, risky situation at school uh, over the last two years. Many of those measures and, 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 and um, uh, sort of system uh, protocols seem to be disappearing now. You know, we're not doing close contact tracing. There won't be public notifications going home. We were using fire breaks uh, that basically only the schools that were impacted were closing and the rest of the schools were able to stay open. And, you know, we're not even talking about doing that anymore. Um, the fact that we could prioritize teachers and, and other education staff uh, with boosters to make sure that everyone uh, has has the, the most protection possible would be a big, uh, big step forward. Uh, and I do think too that um, we're hearing an awful lot about how kids don't get as sick with COVID or Omicron seems to be milder than, than uh, other variants and so on. Parents don't really feel really reassured when they hear not everybody's going to get sick or less kids get sick because they don't want their kid to be one of the few that does get sick. And, and so we, you know, we basically just want to hear that there, there are stronger measures in place that some of these things that have worked in the past are possible going forward, that the improvements that are longstanding and necessary are, are actually, you know, tangibly being taken care of and that, every single thing that can be done to keep everybody safe is being done, including getting kids back into school who need to be in school uh, to have a better um, and safer kind of environment on a day-to-day -day basis. Stacy Rotterham, advocate, uh, member of the group, Nova Scotia Parents for Public Education. Uh, very well spoken. Thank you so much for uh, weighing in on this today. Thank you very much, Sheldon. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.